1: Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Okay, let's uh, join uh, right now up with uh, Jeremy Lolliger, who is, uh, of course, uh, in charge or, uh, in charge of the NBL over there. And uh, uh, really, uh, Jeremy, congratulations on signing this deal with ESPN. I mean, just put those four letters together. You're talking very big news in sport. You must be thrilled.
0: We certainly are. Look, It's ESPN, the undisputed home of, of basketball alongside the NBA, the WNBA and the NCAA. We're very proud to be back with our, our good friends. And of course, back with the might of, of Disney, which means they've got some really significant leverage there to continue to help take our game to the next level. But then also backed by the Foxtel group, along with KO, the fastest growing sports streaming platform over here in Australia. And, uh, Um, Between the two of them, that puts us in two and a half million homes across the country. And very importantly for the league, it's also brought News Corp Australia to the table, which means we'll have editorial coverage both in print but really importantly for our fans in New Zealand as well on that many different uh, mastheads digitally online. Fans are going to get access to the NBL content, not just live content but all that shoulder content and storytelling like they've never been able to get before.
1: What kind of added reach does it give you worldwide then, Jeremy?
0: Oh, look, world, worldwide, uh, this is primarily just a, a, an Australia-New Zealand deal. Um, of course, with every game continuing to be shown live on Sky Sports New Zealand for the coming season as well, um, this doesn't incorporate ESPN globally. That's certainly still on the table and a possibility. Um, but we're still negotiating the international component. We're getting great international interest by virtue of the fact that our our next stars program continues to go from strength to strength with players joining the league from from new markets. And there's no better example than young superstar from France, Ousmane Dieng, joining the New Zealand Breakers this season. I can guarantee you will have uh, reinvigorated interest out of France like we've never had before as well. And then just this morning, Melbourne United have announced the signing of seven-foot German Togolese prospect, uh, Ariel Huckporty, a uh, prodigious talent as well. Both of these guys, I think, are on their way to the NBA in the very near future, and we're, we're very, very pleased that they're using the NBL as a pathway to get there.
1: Well, Australian, Lee, uh, basketball is very, very strong. We only have to look at the impact they're having in the Olympics and the high-profile players. That have uh, obviously started their uh, playing their trade in Australia and then moving through to the NBA and other competitions. So, very high profile names like uh, Paddy Mills, of course, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, you know, you, you've got uh, Joe Ingalls, you've got so many high, you know, high profile players promoting your game to youngsters back in Australia. Now, uh, Jeremy, obviously, one of the big responsibilities you have to the game is, is to make sure it's financially secure. Uh, just how big is this deal in that regard, particularly in times of COVID when everyone seems to have? suffered massive losses across the board.
0: Yeah, you're spot on. And, and this is a watershed moment because it reflects the first time in the, I think, the 42-year history of the NBL that the league will actually be in a position to return a distribution to clubs at the end of the year. Um, it's a commitment that we've made to the clubs that we will do everything we can to start actually giving back when it comes to you know, the, the hard numbers, the bottom line. And we're very proud to be uh, at that point as a result of not just this deal, but the cumulative hard work that, that everyone in the league has been doing along and hand-in-hand hand with all of the clubs, where we're now jointly at a point where um, deals like this are actually going direct to the ongoing sustainability of our clubs.
1: In terms of the breakers, of course, a massive interest uh, over here in New Zealand about their future. Uh, and the sacrifices that they've had to make, like, like of course, uh, the Warriors and the Phoenix. Uh, if you want to play in the Australian League, you've just got to spend time in Australia at the moment. It's just the way of the world. Uh, you mentioned uh, a bit of distribution of, and funds, so they'll be benefactors of that, the Breakers?
0: Oh, absolutely they will. Absolutely they will. And, um, you know, the the, the Breakers, obviously recognised as representing all of New Zealand in the MBL but... You know, they, they were very much adopted Australians during the course of last season. There's an enormous sense of um, gratitude from everyone here, um, not just fans, but also each of the other Australian-based NBL clubs um, for the, the sacrifice that they made during the last NBL season, spending the, almost the entirety of the season in Australia. Yes, absolutely, they'll be a, a direct financial beneficiary uh, of this deal exactly the
1: same as uh, every one of the other Australian-based clubs. Jeremy, like most administrators, uh, you, you have to wake up every morning and just see what the development has been with COVID overnight. At the moment in Australia, going through some very tough times with that uh, spiking numbers uh, in certain areas. And of course, uh, you know, you're, you're having uh, to lock down s- situations at the moment. It's, it's still early days, and let's be um, optimistic a- a- about this. Uh, it would be ideal to get a scenario where we can have Trans Tasman uh, in NBL league, but uh, what are we what are we looking at here at the moment? Are you are you planning for uh, another situation whereby the breakers will have to be over there full time?
0: Uh, I'd be lying if I said we weren't planning for it, but that's because at the moment, as you said, we're still far enough out that we're planning for just about every contingency, as you alluded to things. Are, Uh, pretty rough here in Australia at the moment, particularly in in New South Wales and and around Sydney, and that's, of course, affecting um, both the Sydney Kings and and, uh, the Illawarra Hawks most directly, but that has a huge impact on the entirety of the league. Um, It it will make uh, trans-Tasman travel more difficult in the short term, I would envisage, uh, even as we begin the season. So certainly we're looking at... uh, We've become pretty flexible and nimble as a result of last season, and we're looking at models for how we might begin the season without having too much of a disruption on the balance of the season, if that's possible. And then you just continue to tweak and manoeuvre the schedule as required in order to try and give uh, as many teams as possible uh, the opportunity to play all of their, their scheduled 14 home games in front of as many fans in their home city as possible. But... There are no easy answers at present. So the, the simplest answer I can uh, give yeah. you is that we're, we're ready to take it on.
1: Yeah, I, I, you have to be so flexible in your thinking, I guess, and uh, planning all those scenarios. I, I guess there is an argument that the breakers are making the ultimate sacrifice. They should get quite a large piece of the pie. Maybe they'll put that to you.
0: I'm sure they will, um, and and certainly... <laughs> Uh, from the distributions that were made last year in terms of COVID support, I can unequivocally say that the, uh, the breakers were the, the most significant beneficiary of, of that distribution of funds, and rightly so. They were by far the most impacted, and we will continue to uh, to support the breakers and, and both. Um, not just in terms of dollars, but in terms of making them as comfortable as we can, and. I can tell you people from the league spent a huge amount of time with the club last year, uh, escorting them around the country and making sure that everything was running as smoothly as possible because it, it is so difficult being away from not just your, your trainers and your home facilities, but, of course, being away from friends and loved ones for such an extended period of time just adds that extra element of, of stress.
1: Jeremy, uh, obviously uh, the big focus on basketball at the moment is in Japan. Uh, where you've got a, a men's and women's team uh, competing and, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty favoured over there to do quite well and get very, very close to medal positions. Uh, big result or bad result overnight, the Australian women losing to Belgium. Uh, they've had disruptions to the build-up, though, with um, one or two high-profile players, one in particular, pulling out. So it hasn't been easy.
0: No, it certainly hasn't been uh, easy for, for the Opals or for the Boomers, uh, for that matter, with, uh, of course, Ben Simmons unavailable to the squad uh, also. But I have every confidence that, that we'll see both teams there at the pointy end of, uh, of medal contention. You're right, it was a surprise loss, I guess you would say, to Belgium last night for the Opals. Uh, the second half was pretty scrappy or that last quarter in particular. Their first half looked, looked fine, um, but it will be interesting to see what adjustments they make coming into their next game, which is in a couple of days. As I said, I'm still very confident they're a class unit, lots of experience on that team, um, but also enough youthful talent. But I'm sure that there, was, uh, there were a few uh, nervous cobwebs in, the, in tummies going out there for the first time uh, in the Olympics last night. So I'm sure now that they've blown out the cobwebs, they'll come back and be raring to go. And the Boomers, well, the Boomers are shortening all the time as as real medal contenders. Um, they, they beat Nigeria pretty comfortably the other day, although it was a very, very scrappy affair also. Again, I think blowing out the cobwebs after a, an extended period of travel from their preparations in the US into Tokyo logistics is somewhat challenging for everyone at the minute. So now that they've had a good run, I think we'll continue to see them improve also.
1: Jeremy Lollegafun, the, the Commissioner of the NBL Festival, congratulations sir. Uh, Jeremy, on signing that deal with ESPN. Uh, They don't come any bigger than that. So that's wonderful news for the NBL. Uh, And also, thanks very much for giving us your time this morning. uh, We haven't got a a basketball representative team, of course, uh, in Tokyo. So uh, on behalf of Oceania, let's hope uh, the Australian teams do pretty well because basketball down this side of the world will benefit from it. Uh, Thanks for your time, Jeremy. Really appreciate it.
0: Good on you, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward to getting over to New Zealand sometime soon with a bit of luck and uh, catching some Oz MBL over there in Auckland. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tyre Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply, so visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.